Hello and welcome back to the Attack Podcast. I'm your host, a single cloud in a clear sky, Jay, and joined as always is my co-host, the flock of geese that flies through it, Z. How are you doing today, Z? Jack, there's no time. There's no time for pleasantries. We were right. It was Kang. It was Kang all along. We knew it, guys. It was Kang. We did it, boys. Us and everyone else on the internet knew it, it was, was Kang. Everyone who knew Kang was a thing knew it was Kang the People whole time. People who hadn't heard of Kang until they watched a, any number of countless YouTube videos that like, told them that it was Kang. We all knew it was Kang. And we did and, it. And ladies and gentlemen, it was Kang. Now that might have saved the episode for me. Just being <laughs> just, right just that it was Kang, Kang, that kind of saved it. Because literally when I saw him, I got up and went... That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> that's what we're looking for. Even though he never says he's Kang. But you, but saw, you knew it was the is. actor, right? Oh, I, of <laughs> course. that's the actor that he's... they got for Ant-Man. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen his picture. It's just his I've face. His he didn't face. put his helmet on, his blue helmet on. No, he didn't have a helmet, did he? Which I don't or, think he... Or weird, uh, like, purple-blue skin or whatever. Wait, it's not really a skin, it's the helmet. No, his face is a skin. Is no. It? It's not. It's just a helmet. What he color just, is his skin, though? He's like a white guy in the comics. No, he's not. Yes, he is. You're you're mad. I'm not mad. That's literally what's happening. Like that's what it is. I don't know why huh. you think I'm wrong. Huh? But yeah, he did. He did have his costume. Various parts. He had his comic esque costume, right? Yeah. But yes, he he wasn't very. No, look it. That's not him being blue. Look, sit, look up with helmet off. I don't know why we're doing this on air. I'm not gonna cut this out. But no, look, look it up. Should. I do know that the Iron Lad version... Oh my god, it is just a white guy. Of course it is! Why would he be purple? I don't know, because I thought he was an alien. But I guess no. I knew he wasn't an alien. He, he's from, he says he's shit. a human from Earth. Goodness. He's really We're just a human. I'm not cutting any of it out. We're going to cut for content on the fifth episode. But he was Kang. He was Kang. We he, did see his outfit vaguely. But... He, well, he's wearing like shades of it. He's like a purple and green, which is just well, his outfit. There's also the different versions. The statue at the end and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, so they refer to him primarily as the one who remains. He who remains. He remains? Are you sure it wasn't the one who remains? No, it's he who remains. He, he who remains, you're right. And it's because he beat all the other Kangs. He's the last Kang standing. Last Kang standing. Kang of the Hill. <laughs> so, American what did, what Kang. Did you think of that as the explanation? I thought it was fine. I, I liked how they did it, to be honest. Because I remember last week I talked about, like, how are they gonna deal with him and they just kind of dealt with him immediately and it makes more yeah. sense that he's not the villain of ant-man because a big part of this guy's character is that he's just kind of infinitely old and tired and just wants to not be not be like the ruler anymore he doesn't want to be the guy in charge the man upstairs uh even though he knows that he will be the man upstairs eventually which is kind of fucked because he knows it's gonna happen because it's happened probably yeah. countless times if we're gonna be honest well and that's the thing about we touched on i don't remember to go into it because it's kind of confused but we did touch on that when we talked about young avengers is that iron lad of the young avengers is another version of kang the conqueror and he tries to the reason he does what he does is that he comes back to like whatever quote-unquote present day earth to try to stop himself because he sees what he'll become and he's like i don't want to be evil i think i'm good and of course inevitably he becomes circumstances evil. yes dictate that he becomes, that evil. He becomes evil i mean he meets himself he doesn't want to He's... yeah they fight kang that Kang is like the main villain of the first arc of the Young Avengers, but then yeah, circumstances dictate that he's got to leave, and then eventually, like, they, he kind of feels betrayed and goes against him. He's like, you know what? You know what? Screw you guys! I will be Kang. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of self fulfilling, literally so, just yeah, self fulfilling. Because kind of a... in his efforts to not be Kang, he everyone you always find yeah. your destiny in your efforts to avoid it. This is a version of that essentially. It's like it's Kang trying to stop all the other Kangs because he's like, you guys suck. You guys suck, and it's bad. And so, they did kind of do what I said they would have to do all along. Is that they couldn't just be like, hey, it's me, Kang. 
because that doesn't mean anything. To he never, he never actually says course, his name. He literally, he, yeah, he literally never does say that he actually is. But they, he did have to explain, right? And I think he did it well, though. I agree. And he has essentially his comic origin, which I find interesting because he, in the comics, Kang's real name is that he's Nathaniel Richards. Yeah, which he's a descendant of, of Reed Richards. Of Reed Richards. So I guess I mean the origin that he outlines in this is that is that he's like a scientist in the far flung future who discovers, who discovers alternate the, realities. Yeah. So I guess in the in the MCU he could also be a descendant of Reed Richards. Obviously they didn't mention any specifics in this because that's not really relevant now. Given Reed Richards doesn't really exist, exist yet. yet. Yeah. I've se- I saw something today that people think that they might retroactively create them because of the timeline splitting, but I don't know if that will be the case because Kang always has to exist, or maybe not because I don't. Maybe Kang doesn't exist in the sacred timeline. Maybe he removed himself. Well, I think what he the sacred timeline is is stopping any other Kangs from popping up. As it turns out, yeah, he's stopping all Kang variants from ever occurring because they're the most dangerous variants of all of them. I've seen theories. I know. Well, basically, since the M, rather the Fantastic Four have been rumored to appear in the MCU, it's been a lot of people have theorized that the way they're going to bring them in is through some alternate universe hijinks. In that, like the Fantastic Four will appear fully formed in the MCU, right? Yeah. They won't have to do an origin. It will be like, hey, we're the Fantastic Four. We've been doing it for years in our universe. We're here now, so we're hanging out to with help you guys. You guys. Um, which kind of makes sense because otherwise they have a lot of ground to make up, don't they? Like, yeah. It'd be, because traditionally, Fantastic Four is like one of the first. Is the, fir- is the first. That's why they're Marvel's first family. They are like the first team. Team. They're they are chronologically the first superheroes in the Marvel universe to get their powers. So the yeah. Fantastic Four. They're before Spider Man. They're for, well, obviously not chronologically before Captain America, but With, of the modern age. They're yeah. before Spider Man. They're before Iron Man. Within the shifting time yeah, scale. Yeah, within of the shifting time scale thing. They are the first of the new like modern age of heroes. So it would be kind of weird to to you know. Start them off in the, you know, 15th year or whatever of yeah. the MCU. Especially since they've done so many other obscure characters. Like, to have them come after Blade and all those guys mm-hmm. would be kind of uh, strange. But so, yeah, to have them show up as a result of Kang, who, again, is already related to them. He is traditionally a Fantastic Four villain for that very reason. I think that could work. I guess so. we should get into more specifics of the episode. Yeah, we just kind of went right into the one part that we were right about. So, I would say other than the Kang stuff, which, again, I think was handled really well. I, I will say I liked his characterization of him. I think it's really cool that he was yeah. kind of a little crazy, because uh, you would be. You would be, because he literally is infinitely old but he's a little more chill again he i guess he kind of fits into the like the mcu archetype of being more witty and kind of kind of loose and kind of yeah, funny than just a straight up which is a, com- a bad guy thing. i watched it with my family and that was the complaint my brother had is that he said like well, I, I don't like this Kang. he's not a conqueror and i was like well he's not he's not gonna be the kang well that's the thing this Kang that we see is not the Conqueror. Yeah, he's... Really, intentionally. He does say that he had been called, of course, but he isn't necessarily, yeah, the Conqueror. He's just the one who remains. Yeah, he's he who remains. He's just the one who's left. And I think that means that the one we see in Ant-Man will be Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, or he, even the one at the end of the episode there, the statue, who's wearing the sort of traditional... Outfit. Outfit. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I kind of agree. Now, I wonder... Also, because... Obviously, this one dies, so he isn't. He can't be the. Yeah. One. He can't be the one. He's dead now. Yeah, he's dead now. That's well. That's as the episode went on. I said that. I right. was like, Well, clearly he's dead now. And I, I very much think he says when he dies. And I, and I promise we won't talk too much. Well, I mean, we're gonna keep talking about Kang, but this episode we won't just only talk about <laughs> Kang for the Loki stuff in this episode. But when he says, "Oh, I can't wait till you meet the other variants," I'm 
Well, yeah, he's like, well, no, that's literally it. Yeah, he says, if you think I'm bad, wait till you meet the I'm other one. I'm stopping all the bad ones. So he, yeah, he's clearly not the con- the conquered one. He's the- not nearly the worst of them. Now I've seen posts around that he is. There is a comic version of this mm-hmm. where he's called the Immortus or something. It's not immortal, uh, yes. and he is the strongest Kang to exist because he sets outside of time and he and he beat all the other ones like him. Um, but he's not the most evil, obviously, because he does it. At first, for good intentions, as he mentions, to the Lokis. So, I guess, yeah, before we get into, like, the Kang and all the implications of it, as far as the actual episode, other than that kind of stuff... Not great. Yeah, I think it was a little disappointing. As a a season finale, in particular, bit of a letdown. Now, it's so hard to strike the balance in stuff of, like, leaving something dangling that can be... Leave them wanting more. Leave them wanting more, exactly, and leave something dangling that can be picked up and addressed later in a bit of a cliffhanger without also, like, just leaving it a bit too much and i think that's what i think unfortunately they didn't strike that balance in this i think the cliffhanger was a little too much where it didn't feel like a good satisfying conclusion to this season i'd have to agree like in it, i guess this is this is, this is going to become my mantra on this show but it seems a lot in episodic serialized storytelling whether it's episodes of a tv show or films in a in a film series you either have to focus more on character or on plot right? Yeah. And I think this is an episode that focused a good amount on plot, but really rather focused on like the future plots, setting up plots for the next season. Very and much at the movies. detriment. And next, yes, all kinds of stuff. But I think very much at the detriment for the characters of this show. Right. I think Loki and Sylvie and Mobius to an extent didn't get enough in this episode to actually pay off their arcs in this season. Yeah, I have to agree. I really thought that when like Loki and Sylvie do the kiss and they fight. I'm like, like yeah. why? Like I don't, I don't know. Like it felt the episode felt like it was shorter. Like I felt like it could have been cut. You could have cut a lot of it and it would have kind of stayed the same. Like yeah, you wouldn't it have missed a lot. Seem like a lot really it didn't really feel like a lot happened. Yeah. I totally agree. And I was like, are we near? Like I always want. I kept wanting to check when I was watching it. Like how close are we to the end? It's only 47 minutes. Like it's shorter mm-hmm. on the shorter end of the episodes. I was like, it's not. It's not too great, and because of that, I don't want to, I mean, we're kind of on the gun, but I'll say it right now. Um, I remember at the beginning of the show, that beginning of the show, our first episode here, I said that I liked it more than WandaVision. I thought it was the best of the three Marvel mm. shows, and I would have to say I changed the opinion. I think it's below WandaVision. It's below WandaVision. Just because WandaVision told a complete story and set up other movies. I totally agree. Because they did all of, like, Wanda got her development and mm. Vision got development, but we also set up, as we keep saying every episode, the Young Avengers. Yep. That's going to be our other mantra of this fucking show. It's just the Young Avengers because we talk about every we're episode. Get, we're all going to get Young Avengers shirts. <laughs> just say Young Avengers. We're, we're, we hope they do when Young oh, Avengers. Please, do Young Avengers? What if it's Young what? Avengers and or Secret <laughs> Invasion? Say young Avengers doing the Secret Invasion? Oh. Oh, a little twofer? No, I gotta agree. And now, in its defense, this is the first of the shows so far to have definitively... We know they're getting a season two, right? Right. Whereas, like, WandaVision, we didn't know. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is in a weird thing, because they got the movie, maybe, or whatever. Yeah. But this one, obviously, at the very end of this episode, they already know... I mean, season two's gotta be in production already. That's what I was wondering, is when this will come out. So, in its defense, it does do that. But again, I don't think that's necessarily a catch-all excuse for having an unsatisfying season. If anything, it's just kind of lazy. They'd yeah. be like, oh, we'll we'll address it in a year when the right. next one comes out. Like, no, um, you can't really do that. I agree. And again, maybe maybe our opinion will change as the second season come out. But again, I just can't shake the, the fact that after this episode, like as of right now, it just feels unsatisfying. I don't know. Yeah. Loki in particular, 
he is back to square one, not like from a character perspective, but I guess just from a plot perspective. He's alone. He has no one around him now, right? He spent this whole season building relationships, like genuine relationships, which is obviously a thing that his whole character in the MCU has struggled with. He built a couple of genuine relationships this season. Those were both just taken from him. Yeah. Mobius is literally like, to me, one of the most frustrating things you can do to a character, which is he has backslid as a character of no fault of his own, but they literally just wiped all his memories. Yeah. So he's like, or whatever. So he has nothing. It's a different version, whatever, how you want to look at it. I guess we don't really know the exact specifics yet, but this Mobius now has, it appears zero recollection of Loki. And then Sylvie did seem to backslide massively from a character perspective. And that, I guess her whole thing as Kang like aptly points out in this episode is that, or I guess Loki does as well, right? That Sylvie, has trouble trusting people and Loki, Loki can't, is, can't be trusted. Is not, yeah, he has not made himself a person who is deserving of trust. And Loki seemed to work on that, and apparently Sylvie never got over that. And yeah, Sylvie was like, I'll just kill the, he who sits. Which is just a horrible decision, right? Yeah. Clearly. Because everything he said was true. Yeah, he's like, no, guess, th- this is going to happen. I guess she had no way of knowing that he wasn't lying, or she, as she said in the episode, she thought he was lying, but still. Like Loki aptly pointed out, it's not worth risking, is it? Yeah, because if he is telling the truth, the consequences are too great to mess with. Like there, it's literally cosmic, and she just doesn't anyway. Yeah, she, yeah, it's it's a bit. See, uh, we were talking about last week how we're like, well, I hope she's not killed and they don't fridge her. And this is almost worse. They villained her. She was the villain, and then they're like, well, actually, well, they're not really. But now maybe she just is the villain. Now again. she's the villain again, and she sits outside of time. That's like for that they dannied her. They did it. They did her Daenerys from Game of Thrones. They really they just made her the villain. They made her the villain. They I don't made know the love They the villain. rang the bells. Come on. I mean, of course she still. They made has... the love inch. They made the blonde love inch of the black-haired protagonist who sat all the time the villain. Oh my gosh. It's oh, all can no. and Kit Harrington's in the Eternals. Oh no. <laughs> they did it again. They oh. can't keep getting away they can't with keep it. Getting away with it. I mean, I mean, and now Sylvie does have. Of course, time to redeem herself, but it's it's frustrating to yeah, me personally. I, that's how that's how she decided to go. I guess that's interesting about. So like, it kind of turns out that what they did to Sylvie really wasn't personal. And again, Kang really says that, right? Yeah, but not... like, his his goals really were essentially just altruistic. Like as and obviously it comes down to ultimately like and then do the ends justify the means thing yeah but he really wasn't doing it for as we had like theorized all along Any like nefarious personal purpose. like nefarious i just want to i just want to control, control everything. everything nah he was doing it to essentially save the universe from another multiversal war yeah another secret wars a, a bit of a secret wars that's what people have been saying that's what they're saying that they're the setting movie. up yeah. secret wars so I guess let's let's get into that. So like now the way it's left off obviously is that because Kang is killed, he's not able to run the Time Variance Authority. Or maybe maybe even if he hadn't died, it almost no result, right? Because during the timeline of that episode, they pass the point apparently of no at return. which he knows which he knows um, yeah. in like the future. So maybe after that point he would have been unable to stop it anymore anyways, because he didn't he wouldn't have the requisite knowledge to understand where it was going. Yeah, to keep it from happening so maybe this was inevitable regardless of if sylvie killed him or not but so now there's a bunch of bunch of kangs i guess huh? just running around and so yeah. i guess I, I, this is something i want to talk about because like you said people think are theorizing how this is going to be like a secret war scenario and something you said last week or two weeks or whenever it was seems to be coming true that like kind of feels like um what if 
That was last it's going to yeah. be a spinoff of this. Yes. Like directly, directly in canon. Like these are all universes that pop up as a result of this event. And obviously, I want to seize them all. Spider-Man is um, yeah. It's no now home. now it's almost. And I'm not really see. It's starting to get annoying. I got to be honest, because the instant the multiverse came up there, like we said last week, we had a little discussion about if Loki is going to return, and he just is. They yeah. just straight up. I guess spoilers if you haven't seen it. I mean, we also just spoiled the whole episode immediately without saying oh, it, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. If you don't know by now, we'll put it in the description of the episode. Yeah. I don't know why I'm telling you this 18 minutes in, because if you didn't read the description. Uh, we ruined it, didn't it's we? It's two ways I'm not going to cut this part out. I mean, maybe I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I feel like they just don't care about surprises anymore, or they don't care that yeah. much, because this confronted to me. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in Spider-Man 3. Like, there's no a way around it. Does... Loki's in Doctor Strange. When they asked um, Jonathan Majors, who is Kang the Conqueror's actor, if he was going to be in Loki, he said, I don't know what you're talking about, which means you're in Loki. Why would you say, like, yeah. try. Just try to be secretive. I wonder if there's a... We've talked about this before. When they asked those actors, I wonder if there's something about their contracts or something. Maybe it's maybe it's about presenting like positive, like family-friendly image, but I always just wonder why they don't just lie. Yeah, they just say no. I'm not just lie. Just be like, no, I'm Instead not. Instead of doing in that. their weird like, I what do you even mean? I would love to be <laughs> in it. Like if they just if like I feel like I'd believe them more if they just were like, oh no, I'm not part of that. That's like I'm I mean. I'm only an Ant Man. When they say I can't talk about it, oh well, then why would you? Unless you were in it, you wouldn't have signed anything that told that said you couldn't yeah. talk about it, would you? Exactly. Like, if, but again, I guess maybe they don't want their actors running around literally just blatantly lying to reporters to the press because that <laughs> that means anything they say is not trustworthy. Yeah, so, but still, so continue. I, it's just it's just getting annoying because it's not you can't really speculate anymore. Yeah, because it does take a little bit out away from us. But here's the thing: I will say they did hold out on saying that Loki was in Doctor Strange. Until after this season, at least. Yeah, so, like, we got to true. speculate this whole time. I, s- I, I guess I think it would have been better if I had no idea, and then I went in on March 25th, and then Loki showed up. Like, if yeah. Loki just showed up in Doctor Strange, I would have lost my mind. I really wonder if we're not at a place yet with the MCU this far in, where it's made this much money, where they can save some of these stuff. Because a lot of it comes down to, like, marketing, right? Where someone must be crunching the numbers and think, you know, it'd be better off if we put these in for marketing purposes, right? If we put right. X, Y, or Z in the trailer... People are going to be more excited, to, more watch excited to see it, and we're going to get more people to come for the seats, right? But nowadays, I wonder if we're not just at a point where these movies sell themselves. They ha- they gotta. Right after Endgame, like every movie since Endgame, I don't, actually, I don't know about Black Widow. Black Widow will prove me wrong, but Miss Marvel and Spider-Man both made over a billion dollars. Yeah. So even if these movies are on an off day, like Black Widow will make oh, almost uh, probably over half a, half half a billion dollars at least. It did. It had a crazy opening, even for like normal times. I think like it blew out everything else since since COVID. But I think it had a very very good opening just period for these Marvel right. movies. So I think it will be on track to do really well. No, I agree. And like and these movies, not not, not to cut you off again, but go. like. I remember I've, I kind of mentioned this, I think, also in the first episode of our show, that the movies coming out this year, Shang-Chi and The Eternals and Spider-Man, are all movies that people really want to see. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi is an Asian-centric movie, which is, is kind of like a Black Panther in some ways, sure, which, you yeah. know, representation, which is always good. And I, I, we've, we're excited for it. We've seen the trailer. Yeah. I think it looks pretty good. 
And The Eternals is a very wider range cast of different nationalities and sexual orientations and all that kind of thing, which is good, again, for diversity. So that mm-hmm. may bring in a large crowd. And then Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. fucking two... sells just as yeah. some better as good as Superman and Batman. No, they say Spider-Man is the number one selling character. And obviously the past two MCU Spider-Man movies... I absolutely killed it. Those both, like you said, were over a billion grossing. So, yeah, I, I agree. Well, and even Shang-Chi, though. The reveal in the most recent Shang-Chi trailer of um, Abomination, Abomination and Wong. And Wong I would have much rather. Why wouldn't they just save that? Because that was one that doesn't make sense to me, right? There's a couple big ones I was, I was just rattling through in my head. Like Vision in the Age of Ultron trailer, right? That is one that so much marketing for that movie had Vision in it. I guess there was no way to avoid it. Yeah. But. Again, they could have, right? They could have just not showed anything of it. Even if we all would have known, like, they're doing Ultron, they must be doing Vision. Just never showing any of it would have been sweet. Yeah. Cause, because I guess and the other big one was probably Thor Ragnarok having Hulk in it, right? Right. If they had just never shown that in any of the trailers, that would have been... Can you imagine? The, that, could you imagine? That'd be a great reveal. And just Hulk shows and up? And he just shows up in the same... Obviously lesser, but Wong and... Shang-Chi. Yeah, Wong and Abomination and Shang-Chi there. Like, in... What I'm trying to figure out is, again, like I said, somebody must be making the decisions who think, like, this is this is going to be better for us overall. But, like, who is sitting there thinking, I'm not going to see Shang-Chi, right? And then Abomination shows up, and then they're like, ah, I'm sold. You know what, because, you know, you know what gets me about that scene is that he's not going to be in the whole movie. Well, he's not going to be in it much. He's going to be in that scene when they're in that and fighting like, ring, and then he's not going to be in the rest of the movie. So, with like, this reveal in particular, Abomination, Wong is obviously more so, but... oh. Abomination in particular is no one's favorite character, right? No. There is no one. And the other thing is, like, who's going to recognize him? If not, like, already pretty big Marvel fans. That's, who were yeah. going to see this movie anyways? People like us. Who is going to see Abomination and be like, ah, now I'll go see it? And the same thing goes for even for Loki in Doctor Strange. Like, maybe, and again, maybe he'll be, like, a, a very significant character where, again, you can't really market the movie without him. We have no way of knowing quite yet. Mm-hmm. But still, like, yeah, that would have been a cool reveal to not just say immediately. Yeah, just, Again, I don't know. Because who was going to go see Doctor... Sh- who was, like, a big enough fan of all this stuff that they weren't going to go see Doctor Strange, but when Loki shows up, that's when they'll go see it. You know, like, what, get, you know what even gets me more? I just thought of it. I remember I mentioned the last episode as well. I remember seeing our past <laughs> material a lot. Where I mentioned that at the end of the... They fil- finished filming Doctor Strange, obviously, like, the beginning of this year. And they released, like, people got t-shirts and people took pictures and, re- and leaked them to the public, which I don't like, which I think is dumb. And on the on the picture, again, like I said last week, Loki isn't on there. It's mm-hmm. for It's Wong, Strange, the, the girl, Naomi's name, I think her name is, who can jump through portals, and Wanda. Which means that even the people who worked on the movie, probably not all of them knew Tom Hiddleston was going to be there. Because yeah. I, I guarantee that only, it was like an Avengers Endgame, where only, like, probably Elizabeth Olsen and Benedict Cumberbatch and, like, the actors who had to be in the scenes and, like, a limited number of, like, the director, uh, like, a Sam Raimi, literally, and, the, like, the nece- the necessary amount of crew and, like, Kevin Feige and all those guys knew. I mean, so I like, depends- why even why let them reveal it if not even people who worked on the movie knew? You know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. even the point of that? I feel like it still remains to be seen. Because if he turns out to be, like, one of the main characters alongside Wanda and That's like Dr. five Strange, main characters. He should be in it more. But you're right. If, if it is a smaller role that wouldn't necessarily have been super obvious going in, that does make it even more annoying that they just told everyone he would be in it. Yeah, it would have been much... Like, again, think of how crazy it would be if just Loki showed up. Because that's what everybody's wanted. Like, ever since... The Loki show has started. There's been that panel floating around of the three of them all doing magic together. Yeah, in the, because the comic, right? In yeah. the comic. Now, so I got a question for you then. When do you think Loki season two will be? Do I you think, think it, there's any chance 
Loki season two will be before no. Doctor Strange. Because I, I was either. thinking about that because I think it it has to occur because it's called the Multiverse of Madness. I think it has to occur literally a year from now. Like they have to do Spider Man three, and that's when the multiverse will start to break because Doctor Strange will be in it, but I don't think he'll be in it well, that much. Really, that you could say the multiverse Vers- will start to with what if, right? Yeah. Again, start, if our theory, yeah. if our thing is here is right, that's when things are going to start to get trippy. Start to break, but I think once because Doc Ock crosses over, we know he does, which means obviously Tobey Maguire. Like once the universes start crossing over with each other and interacting, just like the Kangs. Because I, I mean, if Kang is interacting with himself, he's not the only guy jumping to f- meeting other versions of himself. Yeah, no, I, I'm not just saying it. I'm kind of thinking it through. So like we have Shang Chi, then the Eternals, but then it goes Spider Man, then Doctor Strange. Yeah, immediately. And then yeah, if it did go, then say season two of Loki. I'm trying to think. I always forget, like, the shows. Like, what shows might hypothetically be airing around that time frame. But, yeah, like, it would be nice if it was, like, a kind of, like, a back-to-back. Yeah, of, like, Spider-Man, which is dealing with this stuff. Again, we we know Doctor Strange is in that. And then Doctor Strange and his movie with Wanda. with Wanda. And Loki. And Loki, maybe. And Loki, Loki, who also is dealing with the fallout of this kind of stuff. That would be nice to be contained. Because I always, you know, this is just the reality of, like, again episodic sort of massive universes like this that things get a little fuzzy but it is kind of weird when like you know something should be going on but then it's not really being addressed so like it'd be weird if if they took big breaks between all this kind of multiverse maybe stuff and then it's just like and then we did i don't know (laughs) miss marvel and no one ever addresses why like wait wasn't wait what happened to the star strange stuff so i i think it'd be nice like because i i don't know about anything that's between because i i i always I've been thinking about it lately. There's a big gap between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. There's like two, three months that nothing is announced. We, we don't have any TV shows even that are going to fit in there? Not that I know of. I've not heard any tw- like early 2022 hmm. TV shows that are announced yet. So that makes me think that they won't for that very reason. Because if yeah. you do Spider-Man in the crazy No Way Home crossing over everything, and then you do Moon Knight. Actually, wait. No, Moon Knight's 2022. So they might do Moon Knight. Maybe it'll be Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight started filming... The- Actually, they might just do Moon Knight. Still, Maybe I'll just put my phone out immediately. That's fine, though. I'm not saying I would. I don't yeah. think they should do anything in between, but it will be nice if they kind of relatively quickly wrap it up. Because it, it's kind of like the, I don't know, like the Ant-Man and the Wasp thing, where the, you have this massive cliffhanger with Infinity War, and then you just do a, a quirky little side movie, and you're just like, well, come on, I, I don't have anything. If they, if they left it too long, I would start to be like, come on, like this is this massive thing you set up. And I guess... That, to sort of like snowball off of that there. We kind of talked about it, I guess, a couple weeks ago whenever when we brought up the Young Avengers thing. But it felt like, until I guess really like this week maybe, that Phase 4 of the MCU didn't have like a unifying sort of storyline. Yeah. Obviously, really essentially, I guess Phase 1 of the MCU was just like a... Assembling right? the just, first Avengers. Just, yeah, starting up. It truly was just a laying the groundwork. And then really Phase 2 all the way through the end of Phase 3 was all... Building Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. yeah, and obviously some of them, it, like like I keep saying, some of the movies focused more on characters, and some f- did focus heavily on moving the plot of the, the entire universe. Infinity thing forward. You know, like say a Civil War movie, right, did not have much bearing on the Infinity War plot, right? There's no Infinity gems in that or anything yeah but it obviously was massively important for the characters and so it all kind of built to that goal and then this one we didn't seem to really have that and now in retrospect it kind of feels obvious 
that all of these things were not just like similar themes and like because for a while now people have been like man now that you know the first three phases are done it seems like they're getting real weird with phase four right like oh dr strange in the multiverse of madness that seems funky oh yeah. wandavision that seems weird that's crazy oh, loki loki that's gonna be crazy yeah the Quantumania. Oh, it, Love and Thunder. Oh, they're having all the Thor... They're having all the Spider-Mans and Spider-Man? Whoa, this is going to be crazy. But now it seems almost obvious, like, oh, those were all the same... They weren't, It wasn't just a coincidence that those were all the same kind of weird reality-bending plots. They all... It's all one but, event, maybe. Yeah, it's all the Kang the Conqueror This is going to be the unifying thing for at least, I guess, whatever, phase the four. first half now, of Phase 4. What Now what I think, um, I now that you've said it, I'm thinking about a line that Mobius said in episode four, I believe, before Loki changes his mind, is that he mentions that they've brought in vampires, Kree, and Titans. And I want to focus specifically on vampires because of yeah. our dear friend, Blade. Blade. And specifically because he is the second last movie that they've announced for phase four, and then we move into Fantastic Four. So I'm thinking that at least phase four will be a multiverse Kang storyline. And then I think phase five will be Galactus. Or yeah. some, or maybe more Kang, but m- more focused on fighting Kang himself. Because I think, maybe not even Galactus, and I'll, maybe I'll change my mind, I'll cut that out. So I'm not like wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the phase four will be Loki, kill, like setting off the multiverse, and then it'll just be like, it, like in damage control insanity. Doctor Strange trying to fix everything the best he can. Yeah, because I, I totally agree. I feel like for phase four, obviously since... Essentially, since Endgame, people have been speculating on who who the quote-unquote main villain would be for this phase, right? And yeah. a lot of people... I, f- I feel like I heard a lot of Doctor Doom and a lot of I, Galactus. Yeah, that's what I've heard mainly. I feel like I never heard a lot of Kang, but like it well, seems kind of obvious now. I think that's because nobody knows about Kang. Yeah, he must. he's not because, as popular, Because Doctor Doom and Galactus are, like, pretty famous. See, the thing is... Like, the, you could, like if you showed people a picture of Doctor Doom, Galactus, and Kang... I guarantee you most people I, who are familiar with Marvel will be like, oh, well, that's Doctor Doom, and I think that's the planet-eating dude, Galactus. They may not know them by name, but they'll know enough about enough identifying characteristics. But if I showed you a picture of Kang, you wouldn't know who the hell he was. Yeah, you're probably right. And now, uh, now I, I, I mean, I kind of like that, that now these obscure characters, everybody's kind of coming out of the woodwork like, oh, I know who Kang is. Kang is this guy and this guy, and everybody kind of knows yeah, about like him now. we talked about before. I think you could say the same thing about Thanos. Oh, I definitely before. agree. And like this because is Thanos kind of... is not a well-known villain out before the MCU. No. Well, and that's the thing about... That's kind of the effect that the MCU has had on... I don't know. I don't know what you call it. I guess just like comics in general. Is that a lot of these characters were not really well-known. Like famously, the MCU is comprised... A lot of the, the heavy hitters of the MCU were essentially like Marvel's B, B roster of characters. Yeah, the, the ones they couldn't they, sell. They had left because they couldn't sell. Because no one wanted to go through the effort of making an Iron Man or, or a Captain, Captain America, America or movie, Thor. Because they were like the B characters. We think of them all now as like, well, of course they're the main ones. And they obviously all, like the Avengers, right? They've always been the Avengers. The thing about it is, is that the Avengers wasn't always necessarily <laughs> even one of the best-selling Marvel books, Yeah, right? it's always X-Men, X-Men Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man like we said, always, Spider-Man is the best-selling yeah, thing ever. They always far outsold like, the Avengers books. So we think now, like, it's the Avengers. It's like the main thing in Marvel. And in, in some ways it is, but it, nece- it never necessarily was the most popular yeah, one. Certainly and agree with that. The thing is that now, as the movies have gained popularity people have gotten into the comics now and now like not to not to be a gatekeeper or anything because i don't i think that, i mean that describes me as well i'm only as into comics i only have as many fucking marvel comics as i do because of these movies yeah but i think people like reverse 
engineer engineer their this this love of like absolute comic lore where they see Iron Man right and nobody not nobody but the overwhelming majority of people who saw Iron Man no one complained about how different Tony Stark was right because nobody knew the difference because they didn't know the difference but by the time you get to say Iron Man three enough people have now gone and gotten into the comics that when they change the Mandarin suddenly that is a problem I guess we're probably gonna touch on this later for a different thing but I agree I I do like that they're bringing in more even even for like Marvel yes more obscure characters but then you get this thing like you we've talked about right um like off the show that apparently people are unhappy with this this version of Kang because he's too different yeah because it's clear people who have gotten into comics based on the MCU and stuff. And again, I like I'm not, I'm not trying to dog anyone for anybody. that, but I feel like it's a weird thing that happens where people get into it because of the movies and then they complain when the movies aren't close enough to the comics when the movies have never been that close. That's to the not comics. That's, that's not, not the goal. Point. Yeah. And I think I've mentioned this before on the show. It's a weird thing that I I also personally struggle with of like you have to make stuff different Otherwise, what's the point? But then you can't make it too different. But or it's unrecognizable. My problem isn't necessarily that... My problem isn't making it different. It's making it different in a significantly worse way. Yeah. And I don't think this did that. Yeah, no, he's a little different than traditional Kang, but he was interesting to watch. And again, he's not even the main one. He's dead now. So any of the Kangs we get in the future are going to be different, presumably. Yeah. In personality and temperament and stuff. Right. So people who... Yeah, making a big deal about that, I think they're they're being a little short-sighted with it. Because this one's gone. We're going to get the more traditional one, I think, for the future right. movies and stuff. Now, I wonder, since we're doing the multiverse and stuff, if we'll get the comic famous, and then since we're doing Fantastic Four, if we'll get the comic famous um, Council of Kangs and Council of Richards. Reed Richards, yes. Where there's three Reed Richards who run it who all wield their own Infinity Gauntlet. I don't know if they'll do that. Because that's a little there's like, intense, but like they the, very well. There's like the Reed Richard Pharaoh one. There's oh, so no, many. He's an, I guess he's not a he's not a descendant. He's an ancestor. Yeah, Reed, one of be. Reed Richard's ancestors is a is an Egyptian pharaoh who was alive at the time of Apocalypse. Of course he was. It's like a whole thing. But yes, know. that that could be fun. Again, this is this is where it is kind of showing the cracks though of like so much of the Marvel universe leans <laughs> is is Fantastic Four stuff, and we still don't have a Fantastic Four. So I don't know how this stuff's going to play out. Yeah, it's going to be strange, and we don't have. And people thought it was going to be Doom, but Doom isn't really that big of a threat. I gotta be honest. He's not. That's the thing. Because like, Doctor Strange can take care of him for a current. Yeah, he literally can. That's he can. And he does. He's yeah, the strongest happened a lot. wizard. But yeah, for he is. He is of course a tentpole villain in the in the Marvel. He's very famous. He's he famous is, for sure. I mean, yeah. But yeah, he's not necessarily a, a unifying. Like, yeah, Avengers universal level threat. threat. Because the Fantastic Four beat him every time. Yeah, the Fantastic Four can usually handle him. It's rare that you need the whole universe behind you to beat up One Dr. dude in Metal Mask. Like you do to... Again, he's a very strong, powerful villain. And, like, sometimes his... Yeah, he's got his whole country. And, like, sometimes his... Doom butts. His, um... I was just going to say, sometimes his power isn't just his physical, like, suit and his magic or whatever. But it's, like, the his political might and, like, his machinations and stuff yeah. that go on. He's very, like... His diplomatic community. Yeah, he's very crafty with it. But, yeah, he's not necessarily, like, uh, uh, the whole Fantastic Four and the whole Avengers and the whole everyone else kind of threat. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. He could take it out fairly easily. So, yeah, I think Kang is a is a better choice. And also, maybe not... He's he's different than, obviously, a Thanos, but even, like, a Galactus. A Galactic... 
Uh, Galactus is a pretty like grand scheme of things. Galactus is a pretty simplistic yeah. villain. He's more motivation. of a cosmic force. He's yeah. He's barely even like he barely even has like traditional like whatever human motivation. He doesn't. Yeah. He's almost unthinking in what he does. Like he only seeks to eat planets to keep himself alive. So he's he's kind of like Thanos, I guess, in that he's just hell bent on essentially just destruction i think he's even like a but he's even more simplistic yeah because he and, does and it for his own he does it as we it'd be like if every if you just had a bunch of balls of dough cooked dough and you just were eating them down the line but yeah. sometimes ants attacked you well that's how galactus is yeah he's like he just eats because he's hungry like, yeah you're right i mean also in the thor 2020 run he eats planets to gain enough power to defeat the black winter which no. is like a force that eats the universe but thor beats it in like three issues oh Good on him. Uh, actually, shout out to Thor twenty twenty run. Read it; it's good. Fifteenth uh, uh, inch just came out. Also, read the Better A Bill miniseries. That's also there really go. good. But now to tie into Thor. Oh gosh, I tricked you. I tied into Thor really quickly. Uh if this Loki show comes out right in between after Doctor Strange, the movie right after Doctor Strange is Thor four. Oh. So what are they gonna do with that? So we could bring Loki back to Thor, like I said, we should. Yeah. So and you said they shouldn't. I said they shouldn't. I said I don't even think he was gonna be multi. We were at odds. But I think because he's in multiverse, they're gonna bring maybe him back to Thor. Thor. I think I'd he like it. probably will be. I maybe mind. maybe not as much because they've leaked a lot of Thor stuff. See, we talked about, but coincidentally, they've leaked no Doctor Strange stuff, but a lot <laughs> of Thor stuff has come out. A lot of you're right. A lot of Doctor hardly nothing's made it out. We I'm sorry, I keep cutting you like, off. By the way, I've been cutting you off like three or four times. What I'm always gonna say is that with the Thor thing, I think I kind of touched on this last week. Was that you know to us it's gonna be like man if we lose out on like. A, a movie or two of development between Thor and Loki because this Loki in particular we said he's he's only caught up to 2012 and then he watched all the movies and then he's had this season but he's still not obviously the same Loki that Thor lost right yeah and then Thor also has had since he lost Loki another whatever six seven years depending on how timeline works, time works out there without Loki and to us we're like man that's gonna be a big difference it, can they even are they even going to be like reconcilable right Can, if those two met again would they be able to to to, Build a to bond. bond again but something i kind of touched on is that they're so old that that timeline's a bit of a speck and you said they even touched on this in the recent thor run that like yeah. when he interacts with humans he has a hard time even like grasping the the timeline like the the time scale involved right being like man we've known each other for years and like that's a long time for you maybe but i'm as, it's as a, a second guy, to me. It's like a, it's like a blink. I almost don't. They, they, they really focus on that point um, in the Thor run several times. They do it in the most recent issue when he talks to Captain America. I guess spoilers for this Thor run. It's very <laughs> recent, actually. This would be an actual spoiler because it just is coming out. But in the beginning of one of the issues, there is a big, long like paragraph of this two-year war that Thor fought. And it's just Thor, and he's fighting this horde of like goblins and demons and stuff. And it's like... His foes remembered it well, but it ends with him saying, and to Thor, it was like a moment. Because two years to a, a, per, a, a being who lives thousands is like a second. Like, it means nothing to him. Like he will the, forget it, ultimately. Like the elves in Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Like, yeah, it, it, and... I guess, so what I was going to end with that is that I, I think Loki could jump over to, to, to the Thor and they could like still link up and, and essentially. Be- and plus he uh, has mind magic, so they could just yeah. mind meld their minds and he figure it out. whatever you need to do. They could just use Asgardian magic because they got the most, they're the closest to magic that they can just be like, oh, and I fixed it. And Sylvie can just connect their minds with her magic if she's not still evil. I hope she just is good and I she turns around because she definitely regrets 
um, killing Kang. Well, yeah, she, so like, I guess that's one. I guess, again, so it does make it kind of weird that, like, I, I hadn't really considered this until, like, now when we were talking about it here, but, like, the Thor-specific sort of threads of this really probably, or uh, I said Thor, I meant Loki. The Loki-specific stuff is, it wasn't going to probably get picked up again until Loki Season 2, which is weird that we're going to get so much of this stuff in, like, in Spider-Man and... What if is, you know, kind of, again, kind of adjacent, even if it is, like we said, and ties into this event here, it's not going to, none of those probably are going to have any bearing, unless they do. There is theories that, like, somehow some of those characters are going to make the jump and that it's going to be, whatever. But we're going to see Spider-Man and then Multiverse of Madness, again, obviously just based on the title, I suppose, right now, because we still know almost nothing about, like, the specifics, plots of that, is that if it does deal heavily with this multiverse stuff, it's going to be weird to see all that and then, like, not, I guess, I guess this is going to do, though, in in a way, what I've, like, wanted the shows to be doing, is that just treat them like fully parts of the MCU. Oh, is that a whole ass spider just fell on you? That's a big fucking spider. What the (laughs) hell? The fuck? A big, like, orange spider fell out of the ceiling onto... Zach, listeners, get it. And we're back. The spider. We deal with the spider. I'll leave up to the point where Zach looks away from the mic. I don't know what I was saying. Oh shit! Neither do I. Um, um, I'm not saying that he'll meet up. It'll be fine. Oh, I guess so. Like, maybe what they're doing here is they're just gonna properly treat it like an entry in the MCU because up until obviously the Disney Plus shows, the MC, the quote unquote MCU shows were entirely one way, right? Yeah. In that the show, the movies would would influence have little them. references and stuff in the shows, but the, the shows, shows don't do the other things. Nothing. And now they're proper full on entries into the universe. I think which. That- I think essentially it's going to be like you need to watch Loki season one to fully get, say, Doctor Strange two. And then Loki's going to be in that and do stuff. And then he's going to jump back to Loki for season two. But you cannot. And if you hadn't seen Doctor Strange, it will not make sense. Which maybe is weird. Like, it is kind of a weird thing to just from the perspective of like you can't watch season one then season two of a TV show without being lost with this ancillary material, but that's kind of what the MCU is, right? And I feel like we've talked about before off podcast, that's kind of how Captain America is, because now that we know that Sam Wilson is Captain America, and he's in Captain America 4, yeah. if you only watch the, the I don't know what you call a quad, four movies, the four movies of the a Captain tetralogy. America. A tetralogy. That can't be really what it's called. No, it's not, because it's not quadrilogy, because it's, there's there's Greek prefixes and there's Roman, so because you trill is and then so it's tetra. Act attack that word. As interesting as that is, we're not going to go into that. Anyway, my point is that if you watch Captain America: The First Avenger and then you watch Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier, you get okay. That's pretty good. There's yeah. not too much you're missing. Then you watch Civil War. Okay, you it's basically it's basically Avengers 3.5 or 2.5. You kind of need the other. You ones need them, the and then Captain America four. You, you need all of them. Four. You are. W- yeah. Fucking up, bud. The MCU really is. Getting to be comics. Yes, it's like a thing. Yes, you can obviously pick and choose, but to an extent, you kind of do just got to watch everything. I I think we've talked about this before where sometimes I'll like try to try to connive or, or like think of a an order that you could watch the MCU in with as, as little fluff as possible. Which ones can you cut? And almost every time I find myself being like, well, okay, maybe, okay, you can probably, you can probably get away with only, maybe doing just Iron Man and maybe just Captain America, you know? And then in the Avengers, maybe they do enough on Thor. Maybe you don't need Thor's solo movie. You kind of get every, you kind of get, or maybe even if you want to be bold, maybe you can just watch the Avengers, right? They do enough in the first Avengers to set up all the characters. They kind of give everyone's backstory. Obviously, based off of how those movies performed in real life <laughs> yeah. more people watched avengers than any of the other previous ones so right. it was the clearly fir- they it was the it. first movie of the yeah. marvels to break a billion so dollars they got it and okay okay maybe you kind of need captain america well, but uh, too because that's important for bucky you know, for bucky and and but also for the shield thing that and kind of Sam. explains 
Age of Ultron, and but you also, but you'd also you'd probably want Thor too because of the Infinity Stones, and and then you just keep doing this, and I'm just like you kind of got to watch all of them. Yeah, you you've it's a foregone conclusion at this point. If you got to watch eventually, all the, well, I could, you got to watch all the you can't cut out any of the Avengers films. You definitely got to watch all four of the actual Avengers movies, and but you can't watch them all in order. But you also need Civil War. I mean, that's not an Avengers movie, but, but it's it, like an Avengers point five almost. I mean, it's kind of and you just do that forever. So yeah, I think I I I would have no problem with it if. Loki season two is essentially a sequel to Doctor Strange two in some way because Doctor Strange two in some ways serves as a sequel to Loki season one because of when the order that they came out because that's how the MCU has operated for the longest time in the past like towards the end of phase three and obviously this now in particular it gets a little fuzzy but generally the rule of thumb was that the MCU happened in the order that it came out that, yeah you know and so if that's the case then yeah. Loki season two will be chronologically after Doctor Strange, Strange two in in the internal timeline. Yeah. In which case, whatever Doctor or whatever rather Loki gets up to in that movie, whatever happens to him will carry over and be relevant to Loki season two. In which case, if you want to enjoy Loki, you should probably be watching the movies. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's getting to that point where I think we've mentioned this before is that these aren't the ABC Agents of Shield TV shows anymore, where mm-hmm. you don't have to watch those. These are just movies. They're essentially like, just like movies. You, have, you can't think of them as television shows. You just have to think of them as movies. And I think there's a very specific reason is that they waited till after Endgame to do anything like this. Because if you're on board, you're on like you're gonna watch them. Like if if I mean obviously we're not because see, I guess I don't know, because we're we're young enough that we grew up with these like these movies have been coming out as long as we've been aware of movies. Pretty much, yeah. So I mean like reveals how old we are. We're not that old. Um pretty young. And uh so I think there's something to be said that so did we get into comics we we're gonna be in the comics anyway because I read I watched the old X Men movies from the early two thousands yeah. and I read X Men comics mm-hmm. and I read the Spider Man comics, even though he didn't have a lot of movies. But I think they waited because if if you were like a little bit older, like you know, like 25 30 at least like from that from the 90s and stuff older that once you watched all these movies and you were investing the characters and you had and disney plus comes out and they're like well we're gonna do these shows now with these characters you love that you've we've put the time in to develop them enough because if they like did age of Ultron, they're like all right now we're doing a scarlet witch and quicksilver show on disney plus the streams are we just released nobody's gonna watch that like nobody would have watched it yeah i think I you're think. right and I think Disney Plus also just offers them the resources to do a more premium product. Whereas, like, if they had tried to do, say, Loki, <laughs> an ABC budget, oh, God. I don't know if they could have pulled it off. And they would have commercials, and it would have oh, just been goodness. brutal. Because yeah. Loki doesn't really have, there's no brace for commercials because it's just one yeah. continuous show, which I like. I guess, again, as of right now, though, I mean, we'll, again, we'll see how What If plays out. But really, we can't, I mean... There's obviously a lot of speculation to be had, and again, it does kind of feel like these are all tying into one sort of unified storyline. Um, I will say, all the stuff we've talked about, pretty much anything past, I guess, Loki Season 2, I'm not really sure how any of those would tie in. Although, oh, no, because Quantumania. We know Kang is going to be in Quantumania. So, it seems like this stuff is going to be, they're going to be dealing with this for a long time. Oh, yeah. So that'd be cool. Again, I don't know how, like, other, like, more grounded stuff is going to fit in between that. Again, that's sort of the problem with having a massive universe like this, is that if there's this constant threat of, like, this massive multiversal chaos going on for the next five years of storytelling, that's, that's 
or not that many, but whatever. The next couple years of storytelling here. Then you also just get like a Moon Knight where he's just beating up dudes in Harlem. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was gonna, it's, I it's, was just thinking about that. It's a bit of a disconnect that can happen, yeah. but I they've handled it well thus far. I think it'll figure it out. Yeah, because I was thinking like, all right, well, who's gonna join the Avengers? Because right now in the Avengers, as uh, of the I keep going back to the Thor twenty twenty run because they he briefly goes into the Avengers spoilers. Um, on the Avengers specifically to make note of is Iron Man, Captain America, who aren't around, uh, but it's Captain Marvel. Uh, there's Black Panther, who's dead. Damn, I'm really not doing great. Blade and She-Hulk, okay. who both have not appeared yet. Here's here's the thing, not to take any wind out of your shells real quick, but in the Marvel Universe, literally everyone yeah, has on been the on Avengers. the Avengers. That's true. Anyone who's ever been, like, literally, some re- version or another, whether you're on the West Coast Avengers or, or the, the East Coast, or the great, 50 States Initiative, where there's Avengers yeah, in every state. The Great Lakes Avengers. <laughs> The Sandusky Avengers, Cedar Point Avengers, they just fight in Cedar Point. Everyone has been a sort of on the Avengers, like Moon Knight has been an Avengers. That's true. He was a a West Coast Avenger, to be fair. But so, yeah. The thing is, they could shove anyone in the end. I just wonder if if who on the show is going to make that jump. Because all the characters Mm -hmm. right now are characters we've already met. I mean, I will say. They did a weird sort of thing towards the back half of Phase 3 there, once the Avengers disbanded, that, like, there's a lot of characters in, say, in, in Endgame in particular, I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking of the, the Endgame final battle, right? There's a ton of dudes in there who never were properly, quote-unquote, Avengers, in the sense that they weren't on any formal, like, formal Avengers team other than the final battle. Like, Wasp was never an Avenger. Ant-Man, for that matter, was hardly an Avenger. Yeah. He was only Black Avenger Panther for was never an Avenger. Right. So, like, it's kind of a nebulous thing. It's more just... They're on the good guys. For the purposes of the MCU in particular, it kind of feels like when we do the team-up... Who's who's, ever there? Who's there? Who's there? They're They're Avengers. Avengers. It's kind of like the Hawkeye thing. Like, hey, if you you walk out the door and you fight with us today, you're an Avenger. Close enough. We're flying in the sky. I got arrows. And we're fighting robots. None of this makes any sense. None of this makes any sense. You're going to be an Avenger. You're going to be an Avenger guy. Like, like, you know, by the end of this, Loki's going to be an Avenger. Basically. (laughs) I mean, Doctor Strange, technically... Not Avenger. Like, not Avenger. He's again. It's kind of. It's not really. That doesn't important. mean anything. So yeah, I think, and like you said, this kind of seems to really support it. That well, and I guess we should have known though. I, I don't know why I said this show. All three of these shows obviously feature very important, prominent characters who, while maybe were prior to Phase Four, maybe like I don't know B tier, not not like C tier, but like B tier characters. Yeah. Right? They weren't on the top tier of like. The main the Mount Rushmore. Avengers. Yeah, the the main original six, six Avengers and stuff. These were big characters. And now, like, Scarlet Witch seems to be... Moving up. Yeah, probably maybe an A-tier Avenger now. Or char- whatever MCU character moving I, forward. I think she definitely will be. Obviously, Sam Wilson is just Captain, Captain America. America now. Yeah. Loki seems to be going to get a lot to do in this phase. So, yeah, I think it's... Safe to say that these characters are going to be moving pretty fluidly back and forth between the movies and the yeah. shows. Because I think we said, I, I mentioned how, like, for a while I was theorizing, like, maybe they're going to want to kind of keep this, even though they're connected, maybe they want to keep them separate. Like, maybe Secret Invasion isn't going to have all the characters, but it'll have the the show characters or something. Right. I, I feel like we both mentioned that, though. I think it's all just going to, I think, totally interchangeable. Again, there's no reason going forward to not just treat the shows as full-on equal entries to the MCU in the same way that the movies are. Yeah, truly. I'd have to agree with that. Now, what I want to bring up, because you mentioned the A-list Avengers, is how they're going to address the absence of Captain America and Iron Man. Specifically because in the Eternals trailer, they have a scene where they directly reference the fact that who's going to lead the Avengers now that Captain Rogers and Tony Stark are gone. 
Now, I think they will also do this in Shang-Chi, and I think they will also do this in Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man's kind of obvious because he, in his in his last movie, the second movie... He's like sort of Tony Stark's been a big yeah, influence, mentor. Kind of like, yeah, Tony Stark's essentially been... His father like, figure. You're like my, uh, you're a bit of my, you're my heir to this. Yeah. So like, I, w- I wonder how, like, if Shang-Chi will reach out or connect because Wong's in it so that might connect him to people like he the Wong might be his connect to Doctor Strange thereby connecting him to all the everyone else yeah, I guess I that's actually something I want to talk about. I mean we should talk about this more so when we get closer to Shang-Chi or even after we see Shang-Chi but I did I have been wondering how he's gonna tie in I guess I also it also kind of remains to see exactly what he can do but traditionally in the comics oh also Jack I should say apparently apparently that's not how you say his name Oh, it's like Shang Chi. I think it's Shang Chi. So maybe Shang-Chi? we should try to start doing that from now on. Shang Chi. Oh, yeah. Shang-Chi. I apologize to any listeners. That's no, fine. I, we don't yeah, mean I don't, to. I, no, we're no, we're no, dumb. We're dumb white boys. That's um, who we are. So we'll we'll try to do that from now on if that's yeah. correct. We apologize. But so, oh, I I've been wondering like how is he gonna really tie in though, mm-hmm. right? Um, because traditionally in the comics he his power he doesn't have power. I didn't say his power, but the thing is that he doesn't have powers. Except for he the really rings. is just very very good. At martial art. Like, yeah. real good, but also just, like, a, a human level, which, compared to a lot of the other Marvel characters, is pretty underpowered, right? Like and, like we mentioned from, like, like, like Giannis' Black Widow, she can't imagine the god from space needs an ibuprofen. Like, exactly. So, it's not, I guess, maybe, like... I think It does seem like in the show, in his trailers for his movie that he is going to have more going on than just that. But still, I think I, he's going to have the Ten Rings. The maybe, ten rings. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe by the end of this, he'll have the Ten Rings. But I, I had been kind of wondering, like, how is he going to tie? Like, what is he going to do in the, you know, larger, like, scale of the MCU? Mm-hmm. Like, no offense to him. And again, also, though, like, obviously, Black Widow, Hawkeye, you know, grounded, non-powered characters have stuck around and been useful. Useful, yeah, for the whole lifespan of the MCU. So it's not that he couldn't stick around, but I had been wondering that. But I guess, yeah, now that you say it, obviously, now that we know Wong is in that, maybe that'll be his bridge to the, the larger MCU. I think so. Maybe he'll also just be in Doctor Strange. Maybe Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, it's is just, just going to be Avengers four point five, yeah, an Avengers movie essentially. I mean, it's getting to that point. We're getting That's everybody. Kinda, well, yeah. Well, because also people. I mean, people have been theorizing that, like, I guess it's Doctor Strange is in Spider Man, but maybe Spider Man will also be in Doctor Strange. Yeah, I've seen stuff. Wanda that, Elizabeth Olsen said, "Well, I, I might be in Spider Man." Maybe she's in Spider Man too. Like, yeah, maybe those. It's it's starting to feel like those two what movies is, are going to be very very what heavily. Is, what is interesting yeah. is that nothing has leaked from Doctor Strange. Like there have been no set photos. I Nobody agree. has seen it. But but what's interesting is that people have seen a lot about Thor. Like we've seen a lot of pictures of Thor. Yeah. Russell Crowe has said on Australian radio, oh, I've just done being Zeus. So he just revealed who he was. He's Zeus? He's Zeus. In Thor, in Thor Love and Thunder? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, What the hell, Russell Crowe? How are you going to spoil that for us? Well, I, which I think, spoilers, he's going to get God butchered. Like immediately. Yeah, he'll just, he'll just be like a bit of a cameo. Yeah, he'll be like, it's me, Russell Crowe, I'm here. And then, ah, he'll get, killed, he'll get God butchered real good. interesting. Aries, huh? What if we're going to get uh, hey, uh, What's his name? You just call him Aries, he's Zeus. Oh, that's what I meant. So we're going to get to... I said what I was trying to search for. Jesus. But yeah. I'm keeping Ares. Because he's in... He's, I like him. He's in the comics. He's got like... Ares is interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go on. Yes. So I think there may be more... And also there's not a lot of set photos of Spider-Man. No, there's not. So a I... Lot, the, the most... The single most that I've seen from Spider-Man No Way Home is from all those revealed Lego sets. <laughs> 
is from is like his new suits. He's got this new black and gold suit. He's got this. He's got his black and red suit. It, it's one of those things where you know, like he gets all kind of. He's got a suit that seems to be like a mix between an Iron Spider suit, but also Doctor Strange. Like he's gonna be Magical. doing some magic. Like yeah, he's got. And there's like, well, I say the Lego sets, but also like the Funko Pops have been revealed, which reveal him doing like the Doctor Strange hand things, and he's got some kind of amulet of his own on his spider suit and all kind of stuff. But yeah, we haven't seen much from of like official outlets of any so kind, these movies i mean we joked that it's gonna be avengers 4.5 but they're clearly more concerned about these two movies than they are about thor not to say that they don't care as much about thor but i think thor may have less implications yeah or like less be. because i feel like maybe they feel that and this would be true that anything from dr strange will give away key plot points going forward yeah. as we've spoken about at length this episode <laughs> yeah so i i just think it remains to be seen and I can't even imagine what, like, the trailer is going to be. Like, it took forever to get yeah. an Eternals trailer. Yeah, I guess so. the only thing... Well, I guess, yeah. Obviously, we can definitely talk about when the tra- whenever the trailer for Spider-Man. They've been, like, different sources have been claiming that the Spider-Man trailer... For weeks. Been, Every for, like, week it's yeah, coming out this week. Literally, I think, over a month now, it's been, like, it's coming out this week. It's 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 right around the corner. So we have to be getting it soon. I mean, they, they seem to... People theorize that... I've never noticed this personally, but I guess they, they usually coincide trailer releases with like movie releases when they can to be like get people into the theaters to be see or i I don't know i don't even know what the logic is but so people were like oh the spider-man trailer is going to come with black widow but it didn't just hasn't it's so just i don't know maybe it'll come with Shang-Chi. i don't know Shang-Chi. Yeah. i literally did it immediately after <laughs> so, do it. so maybe it'll be then i don't know but so yeah i guess we can't speculate too much i, I think we got it all this episode there's not going to be much to discuss it oh again i keep i keep saying that but until to what if maybe there's some juicy stuff in there, but overall, I guess we're not going to be able to know until the, tra- the until at the very out. least the trailer, or yeah, at, at at worst until Spider-Man comes out and in some December. of this stuff is fully moved forward. But yeah, it's definitely fun to speculate to for an hour and five minutes. It's interesting just... to see how this is all going to tie in, and again, it it does kind of feel like this multiverse stuff is the unifying like thread Event. for the Phase Four. I definitely think so. So that'll be cool to see. Um, yeah. Do you want Act Attack? Into yeah, what's Act Attack? Can do Bad Batch. The Bad Batch, sure. Yeah, I gotta so say episodes uh, ten oh and eleven. Is it a, it's oh no, 11. it's eleven and twelve. It's eleven and twelve. We right? did ten, nine, ten last time yeah. we talked about it. Gotta so say, eleven and twelve. Although, and also this worked out well because this is a bit of a, also a bit of a two parter. Oh yeah, they're pretty closely connected. So it's probably yeah. good that we waited. Actually, yeah, actually, it worked out pretty nicely. So we did went to Ryloth this time around. Spoilers uh, the first one of those. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, of course. In 11 there, we, there was almost no Bad Batch, was there? Pretty much non-existent. I didn't even... I was I was a little confused. I was like, are they just not going to be in this episode? And then, of course, they had to tie in some way they're buying yeah. weapons illegally. So, not, so you've never seen <laughs> the Clone Wars or Rebels, really. Well, no, I've seen the Clone Wars. There's some of it, but... But not, not the parts that are important to this so, episode. You, well, you must have. If you watch... That's... This is... Champs and Duel's in season one of The Clone Wars, so... I saw season... When did The Clone Wars come out? 2008. Yeah, that's when I watched The Clone well, Wars. okay, so... So, then, I, I was seven. I don't know seven. if it's super fair for you to get all offended that I said you haven't watched it. No, I've watched it. No, you no. You just don't... No, don't technically, any of it? Well, I fine. observed it with my eyes. That's fine. But I haven't in 13 years. <laughs> but so... So... I guess a lot of this kind of would be lost on you. Definitely is. But, yeah, this was interesting because of Hera and Champs and Dula. Um, who is kind of like a, I just I told, said this to you earlier. James Duel at this point is something of like a he's kind of a Sagarera character. Not quite so much because Sagarera is an absolutely 
everything. <laughs> He's been in so many different Star Wars properties. Champ Syndulla is, as best as I can recall, was in The Clone Wars, and then in Rebels, Hera Syndulla was the main one of the main characters, which was kind of significant, because we're all like, oh, that's Champ's daughter, that's really cool. Which was just kind of a passing sort of thing, until... Shamsundulo shows up in a couple of episodes of Rebels, and then he's also in, obviously, this now, and then he's in a novel. But so he's been around, and I told you, like, he's he's something of an interesting character to me in the same way that Sagarera is. I like this idea of these rebel characters who are fighting in the Clone Wars and then immediately have to transition into fighting the Empire. The Empire. Even though they think war is over. Yeah. It's 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 just an interesting kind of thing. Like, Sagarera, it seems, never stops fighting for hardly a day. Until he's killed. Um, even, I guess even, like, what's his name? Cassian Andor in Rogue One there. He's got that line where he's like, I've been in this fight since I was six Who? years old. <laughs> Cassian Andor. I don't think that's his name. <laughs> I believe it's James Clydesdale. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, his name sorry, is Cassian Andor. Sorry, listeners. I like, I like calling him James Clydesdale. It makes Zach mad. Is there any joke where we have where Jack... Likes to get me mad by saying Rogue One's the best Star Wars movie, but I can't name any characters. And so then the joke. So then I always say, "Well, if it's so good, name any of the characters." And he can't, and that's that's what he thinks. That's that's what he tried to call Cassian Andor. And also, um, Jin's father. There's <laughs> yes, two characters named James Clydesdale. James Clydesdale. I mean, neither of them are James Clydesdale. <laughs> <laughs> but so. It's so fucking stupid. Totally dr- oh, but so he he also did Sorry, the thing of like, I've been in this fight since I was six years old, like. So this is an interesting concept of – I'm trying to think if there's any good, like, real-world analogies for it. I don't know if there is. There probably is that I can't immediately draw. But, like, yeah, this yeah. idea that these characters who unfortunately are locked in – in, they jump right from one war to another for – Their whole life their is fighting. Their whole life, yeah. It's, it's kind of – I mean, he almost – He like almost mentions as much in the episode, the Yeah, so in this guy. one, he's kind of like – he's like, ah, oh, the war's over. I want to stop fighting. But we know he doesn't. <laughs> like I said, we know he's in a novel. He, he actually – in that Lords of the Sith novel, he gets up to some stuff. He does it. He does it. He kills a lot of people. Oh jeez. Um, and then in the same in Rebels, he's a bit. He's a bit radical. That's kind of and that was kind of his character in the Clone Wars as well. Is that he's a bit radical. He's a bit of a radical dude. Radical, he's chill a bit on guy. The edge, he's man. so he's so edgy and he's cool. A bit edgy, yeah. But so yeah, I don't know. He didn't do a ton. I guess it focused more on Hera herself. Yeah. Again, you don't really know, but she's the main character of Rebels. I don't yeah. know. I liked her. I like Chopper a lot. We talked about this. We we had a whole thing. I really like Chopper, so good seeing him. Just a big Chopper fan. I don't know. That's all there is to say. It's a, these episodes didn't do a lot for me because I haven't really watched. Like you said, I haven't really watched the Clone Wars super yeah. in recently or um, that deeply. Or I've watched any of Rebels. Like I don't have any connection to these characters. Yeah, I'm aware of their existence, but I just never really got into well, see, them. I'll say this though, like. I, like I said, I do really like Chopper. I do really like Hera. Those are cool. Chams, whatever. He's it's, again, it's interesting to see him. But I will say, even as someone who did like it, this these episodes didn't teach me anything new about them. Right. I knew that you know Cham was again. He, Cham was obviously on like I, I literally wreck my brain here. Like I knew that Hera was his her uh, his his daughter, right? We knew that Hera got Chopper when she was younger. I don't know. We knew that they were, like, in rebellion against the Empire. Two of the times we've seen them in Lords of the Sith and in in Rebels, obviously, we knew that Cham made the jump from being a rebel fighting for 
Ryloth against the Separatists to being a rebel fighting for Ryloth against the Empire. Like, this isn't, these aren't revelations. Maybe if, if things were a little different and it was like, oh, so Cham is one of those characters who goes from fighting in the Clone Wars to fighting in the in the Galactic Civil War, that would have been a bit of a revelation. But it wasn't. Because we already knew that. We already knew all this. Um, that came out years ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you. I, not that I didn't like them and I'd like seeing them. There wasn't much to these. Um, yeah. I guess, if anything, we got a little more... Like, I did like the Crosshair stuff. I like that Crosshair seemingly now is going to be actively hunting the Bad Batch. That should be cool. Oh, which I feel like, like we mentioned, I don't... They got to kind of... They only have four episodes left. They kind of got to yeah. do something. Because I don't know what the... I'm, missing, I'm losing the plot here. Well, so I... To be honest. something I want to say. So, I guess, so, real quick, before we get into that. With Hera and Cham being in this episode, I've seen some people... Apparently, really, it's a discussion that's been going on, I think, a little bit the whole, the entire season here. Right. But it's maybe coming to a head this week, is that people are saying, like, man, the Bad Batch is maybe, maybe emblematic of Star Wars as a whole, which, and we did talk about this a couple weeks ago, because you in particular brought this up, is that it's kind of, Star Wars can feel overly small sometimes. Yeah. In that there's it's this massive universe, but so many characters bump into each other, so many plot lines, and... over. Intersect. Stuff intersect and, and rubs up against. And it it gives the universe the impression of being smaller than maybe it really should. And right. Again, the Bad Batch in particular has been something of a <laughs> of a revolving door of cameos. Yeah. Right? Cad Bane. Cad Bane and... And the uh, General Moff Tarkin? No. Who's the guy? That... No, Tarkin. Yeah, no, no, Tarkin, I was right. You're, you're, oh, you're not right about Tark- this. I was trying to think of... Uh... Oh, Fennec Shand. The clone guy. said Cad Bane. Rex. Um, I'm with the other clone from these episodes. Not Rex. Cut Laquane? Cut... No, 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 no. The one from these specific Oh, Hauser? Well, Hauser. He's, not, he's not a cameo because he's not been anything before. Oh, I thought he had been. No, no. I thought he was. his first appearance. Okay, um, I wasn't sure. But the, the point's still saying. It's been a lot of that. And people are like, man, is, is, it, is it too much of these cameos, of these characters we already know? Again, like I said... This didn't actually teach us anything new about Hera or Cham, really. Yeah. We just know that Hera likes to fly, but she's a but pilot in Rebels. That's her whole thing already. I guess, again, it's kind of interesting, I guess. But even as a character, like, it didn't, again, <laughs> my whole thing here, it didn't do a lot for plot-wise for those characters. We didn't learn anything new, like, solidly about their history. And we also didn't learn anything new about their characters. We, we've always known that Hera and her dad had a strained relationship. We always know that Hera wanted to be a pilot. The the only thing I will say, I guess I was being a little harsh when I say nothing because the only thing we did learn is this is the first appearance of Hera's mother. The next time we see him chronologically is in that Lords of the Sith book, which would be a couple years after this episode, and she's dead by then. I hear almost no mention of her in Rebels or anything, so that's something. But that really hasn't obviously like unraveled yet. We don't know what the deal with that is. Right. But yeah, you. It makes me wonder. Like they could have probably done a similar storyline on. A totally different planet that is under the is has fallen under the empire's control, and right? we probably learn a little bit more. And the same story, right? The same thing, because again, like they say, even in this episode, it's happening everywhere. You could do this plotline of this is an uh, a planet that's newly fallen under the control of the empire that is is wanting to like rebel, rebel in some way. You could do that on any number of planet, whether it is another planet we do know of, like just as. You know, within the universe, or Just a you new could planet. make up an entirely new planet from whole cloth with new, a new race of aliens even to go along with it. But to just do Ryloth and characters on Ryloth that we already know, I don't know if it does much. And I, I think it does. Again, 
I'm kind of playing against myself here, just for the sake of discussion. It really wasn't a big deal to me, and I don't think it actually, this is a major problem in Star Wars, for me personally. But I see where people are coming from when they say that it makes the universe feel small. It's just doing, having every episode need to have a character we already knew from a different Yeah, thing. exactly. Well, I'm, this isn't really has to do with what we were talking about, but one thing I thought was weird, just like an offhand comment that they mentioned, is how, because Star Wars is a galaxy, I feel like because that scope is so big, your brain can't actually comprehend it. Uh-huh. Because when you think of Coruscant, you think of the whole planet as that one part of the city. Yeah. But Coruscant is a planet. Uh-huh. And the galaxy is the galaxy full of planets. So when they're like, search the planet, you hear that. <laughs> but when I hear that, I think, and I'm sure many people do, and obviously I'm not putting down anybody because I think it as well, think, oh, they're going to search a big city. No, but they're searching a planet. Can you imagine Th- if that'd be like <laughs> if I ran away from home and they went, go search the planet Earth. Search the I could hide anywhere. It would no, be impossible I, to find me. I totally agree. That is just, like you said, just a bit of an offhand thing. But yeah. Yes, I totally agree. I've had the same thought before. You really have to treat planets in Star Wars like cities. As, like cities. I will say, I think the thing that you, like, like in universe to try to explain it is that a lot of habited planets in Star Wars are likely smaller than Earth. Yeah. Which so literally are physically smaller. Um, a lot of them are not as densely populated. Um, because you can have this sort of thing where like you, you have a city world. planet which is full, of, which is a massive urban center. Probably trillions of people live on Coruscant. Yeah. And then they can be supported by farming worlds, which are very sparsely populated. And but it's full of full farm farms. Land. And again, in, in some ways, it, maybe cities is not harsh, but you can often think of, obviously, individual planets as, like, individual countries, countries if yeah. nothing else, right? The fact that, like, planets or even sectors really get seats in the Senate, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like the a lot of a lot of fiction, right? The scale of it would defeat you if you thought too hard about it. Yeah. If size you, defeats us, Size defeats us all, Gunslinger. <laughs> is that if you think about how... Well, okay, each one of those senators, they represent a sector which has multiple solar systems, which have multiple planets. Which have which trillions have tr- of... Billions of individuals on each planet, and then on that planet, well, they probably have their own complex uh, politics going on. They probably have their own continents on which there are multiple countries, and which, like, you really can't. And also, for most stories, it's not really relevant, is it, yeah. to get into it. So, yeah, you kind of just... The the rule of thumb in Star Wars is that most planets Our are cities. one homogenous culture, sure. which they're represented by one monarch, and they all live in the one city. That's and they all look exactly the same, yes. pretty much. And they may be different colors, but there's no distinction, because people don't look all the same. No, they don't. Obviously, you, again, if you really try to think of it as, as like, our planet, yeah, like, you're, you're, there should be... Obviously, hundreds of distinct Twi'lek cultures on Ryloth who look who look different, but like distinctly different. Yeah, like if you're from if you're from different continents in the, on in, in our planet, you can go. Well, you're from this continent because I can tell because you look like this or you act like this, and you have these traditions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing. The other thing that kind of ties into this is that. Every planet in Star Wars seems to have one climate. Yeah, they only have one climate, and they all are yeah one climate and one. Kind of topography. Whereas like, our planet has... Like uh, the Greedo planet is just swamp. Yeah. And then this planet is just canyons. It's the it's Arizona planet. Like, but that's not how Earth works. Even our, even most countries don't work like that. 
like some like I mean our country isn't the U.S. The United States is I mean our country the United States isn't a great example because it's uh, as wide as a continent. It's a very but big still, yeah. Like our, our planet has all the climates. Yeah. All the climates we know of obviously all are the on our planet. Yeah, they're like well every climate that could ever exist that we know about is, is here, right here. And then Star Wars, you get one. You get one. You can pick one, but that's you got to pick right because it's the one you get. Yeah. It's it, that's kind of where like Star Wars bleeds into obviously science fiction fantasy right yeah because yes in a hard in a more hard sci-fi that takes stuff like this seriously you'd never get an ice planet would you no that'd be ridiculous i mean i guess you kind of can like in the same way that like i guess pluto is an ice planet yeah but But, like you should have different weather at or like in different stuff at the poles right assuming different orbits and whatnot the idea that yeah planets would have one one climate is kind of silly but again i go jimmy you just kind of have to ignore it so I was saying before, you were saying you don't know what the endgame is. Yeah, I, really I actually don't. think that this episode actually touched on that a little. Really? Again, the actual Hera, I keep saying this, but I guess I'll say it again. The Hera and Sham stuff, while interesting to an extent, and again, it is fun to see characters that you know or whatever, does not actually have a lot of bearing on either the main plot of this show, or even for their characters. I don't know um, at all. Again, other than the character lessons for, like, I guess Hunter specifically, right? Although I even made this comment <laughs> as I was watching the episode here. How many times do we have to do this? I feel like we've done this in in many of the episodes of the season so far. The whole Hunter, we have to do what's right, not just look out for ourselves. Because he's like, it's too dangerous. It's not worth it. You know, we can't be putting our necks out. And then she's like, yeah, but we should though. And he's like, ah, you're right. We should. Ah, you got me. We should be good. How many times do we do that? And especially because the episodes are half an hour, they do it like in two minutes. It's like yeah. not even two. It's like less than a minute. Like it is nice to be like, oh no, this is character building for Hunter. We've done this character building though at this point, like three or four times. Learn the lesson, Hunter. Just be yeah. good. Just be a good guy. Just accept it. So yeah, I will I, again. Other than like the crosshair thing, where he hopefully I like you. I kind of didn't think about it until you just said it. There's only four episodes left. Crosshair should be in all of them. <laughs> I hope I so. Will be and they're also ha- only half an hour. So um, it's only two hours worth yeah, of content left. Exactly. But I think the the end game, and I touched upon it on one of the episodes, whatever episode we talked about, the Bad Batch a lot, is that two. I think the I think they planted some seeds here for the clone uprising thing that I mentioned before. Right. Um, because we had Hauser and those some of those other clones said he got to go along with him. Be like, hey, uh, we don't like this. This isn't right. The Empire's no good. It's not right. We're going to rise up against you kind of deal. So that could tie into that thing the idea I had where... Well, and again, it's not just my idea. Lots of people talking about it. But where the, the Kaminoans with the clones could like rise up and be like, Hey, screw you, Empire. No good. We don't like you. The fact that some of the clones are still showing off their individuality, I think, supports that. Yeah, they still nice. are, have autonomy. So, yeah. We haven't touched on the Kaminoans, like in the episodes, I mean, like in a while. I think the last time we, I guess we saw them was... So with Cad Bane and Fennec Shan there. Eight or nine? Yeah. No, not. Nine I think was. it was. Um, so it's been a minute, but I think that still could come to a head. Right. Some, I agree. Some kind of showdown where all the clones are fighting against stormtroopers and stuff. Or even that could be a thing that comes in later seasons that we talked about. But yeah. Other than that, uh, not a lot plot wise to talk for, about for the actual episode, yeah. was there? No, I don't think so. So when I could attack into some ass, you got your yeah. iPad out. I could attack into Black Widow reactions, how the internet has, has reacted to Black yeah. Widow. I just, I wanted to, we, there might be wondering, people listening to this, why we didn't 
put this um, right after we were talking about Marvel for an hour. And there was a reason for that because we talked about Marvel for a straight hour. So yeah, we're just trying to break, break it up, up a little bit. So and also, this isn't like going to be super long. This is more like meta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't about the movies as much as it's about people who watch the movies. movies. And yeah, Black Widow isn't really tying into the whole multiverse stuff, is it? No. No. So, it's not um, no, I win for me. <laughs> well, I, just, I don't know. Yeah. Just try to have create a dialogue. Oh, jeez. Dialogue. In an audio format? You're that's fucking what, crazy. Well, that's all it is, isn't it? This is one big dialogue. What is this? A theater of the mind? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Let's come back. So, full, full circle. Okay, so a big one. So we, just to reiterate, we really liked Black Widow. Had, I think none of these problems that we're going to talk about apply to us. No, not at all. We were not this critical of it. Right? Does yeah, that make us like Marvel Soy Boys? Who knows? I don't know what we are. Cucks. Are we the real fans or are we the not real fans? Did the real fans hate it, maybe? Who knows anymore? It's how it goes. It's all, um, like I said, a theater of the mind. So, a big one. Apparently, it, I, th- I would say this is the single biggest one. Is that people really didn't like Taskmaster. They really don't like Taskmaster. He's not a guy in a skull mask a with a sword and a shield. Here's the thing, Jack. Uh-oh. Here Here's we go. Let me get it. <laughs> Again. Uh, as I said earlier, I don't want to, don't want to gatekeep anybody, but I can't help but think that again, most of the people saying stuff like this got into comics because of the MCU, which is full of characters who are different from their movie counterparts, mo- their comic counterparts, often in ways that are not definitively better or worse. They're just different. They're just different choices. The big one to me, I always say. Because it's probably the biggest, single most glaring one, is Iron Man. Iron Man being the, the potentially, I guess you'd say primary, if not like top three sort of significant characters to the MCU thus far, is immensely different. From oh, yes. His comic counterpart, at the very least in temperament. His plans kind of go the same way, like by the end there when he's, or whatever, in phase two there when he's talking about the Age of Ultron thing and wanting to... To protect the whole world and stuff. That is pretty comic booky for him. Um, yeah. Comic book Iron Man becomes like head of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff. But again, temperament and in a lot of ways his, his attitude is different. Even though he is on the whole like I want to protect the world and set up S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever the hell or, or the Iron Legion or whatever. He still is, has like a rebellious streak in him, right? You get the whole like Iron Man 2 thing like fuck the government. They can't have my suits. I know what I'm doing. I'm privatized world peace. I don't need. Uh, yeah, I've privatized world peace. I don't need any oversight whatsoever. How could that go wrong? I'm going to make a I'm going to make an AI, a killer AI. Screw you all. And then it goes wrong. And then it goes wrong, of course. But that is not him at all. His whole thing is obviously and I guess he does kind of learn this lesson in the MCU. Um and then goes on to to be the government boy for for civil war there. <laughs> Oh, whatever. I, I'm I'm getting a little too long winded here. My point is that he's different, right? Yeah. Captain America is somewhat different, right? Black Widow is somewhat different. Thor becomes somewhat Thor. different. More. Thor is actually maybe even a better example of being different than yeah. uh, Iron Man. By the end, by the end of the Thor, we get again not for better or worse. Although people did have problems with uh, whatever, like Fat Thor and Endgame. Yeah. He's I different. Think, I think was he's very different correct. by the end. There, he's much more like Thor in the comics. Still talks like old Shakespearean yeah, Thor man, and I just can't help but think that people get into the comics because of this, and they 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 overlook the stuff that they have accepted because they they pick up a comic and they say mm, Iron Man's a little different, man, eh, whatever. But for some reason, then when we get into the later stages here, and they put in say 
a taskmaster who is both female and a cyborg and like a cyborg this is a big problem and i just don't see it yeah um, i don't really one care. first and foremost again if if taskmaster is your favorite character then power to you i guess but the thing is he's not a major character basically at all he's like a i don't even know a c-tier villain like he's not an avengers level villain he's i think i said this in the in our whatever pseudo review of it last week Taskmaster is the perfect scale of villain for a solo movie of a character like a Black Widow, who, who is a no non-powered powers. character. He's got like "quote unquote" whatever powers in the comics. His his um oh, mimic it? ability. Yeah, whatever. That, that's that's a good word for it. Just his mimic thing. But he's not he's not like super strong or anything. He is just essentially like a, a human level kind of character. He doesn't show up all that often in comic books. Like, I don't even know. I'm racking my head here. Like, who of a villain is he? I guess he he probably fights Captain America sometimes. Spider-Man. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, Spider-Man. He's in the Spider-Man game. Animated TV show with that voice by Drake Oh, in the TV show. He's in the the Spider-Man game, the PS4 one. He's in the Avengers game on uh, the the new Avengers game. But, again, he's not, like, a massive character. He... I don't know. I, I just don't get it. I don't know how don't, you could be so unhappy about this because he's just there's not enough to him in the comics to even warrant. make that much of a fuss about. Oh, I definitely agree. I don't get it, man. And again, I don't want to be this guy because like this usually isn't the slant that I take to things, but it makes me wonder: are they just mad because it's a girl now? Because here's the thing: because he isn't much of a character, there is not much to like about him in the comics, right? Right. True. I and again, maybe someone would. would uh, is out there again who is their favorite character and they know all the, the the deep and intricate nuances of taskmaster's character but to me he's not much of a there's not much to him to begin with and so if you like him in the comics you would like him based off two things his appearance how, just how he straight up looks yeah and his ability the right? mimic the thing is he got in both. this movie it looks like taskmaster and acts like taskmaster what is there to be all whiny about i think uh, yeah, I just think because it's for Black Widow, and it's just not quite what you want it to be, because, yeah, because... I don't get I don't it, know. man. I don't get it either. If I liked Taskmaster as a villain, he does the Task... or she, whatever, does the Taskmaster villain things. They do the mimic, which is really interesting in a movie, right? Like, potentially, I think, much more interesting than a comic, is that you literally see her do iconic, like, poses and stuff from the movies. Really cool. I don't see how someone could be bothered by the fact that the powers are different, that they're from, like, her implant, not from, I don't even know. I don't know how, I don't know how comic Being real smart, task, I think. I don't know how comic, ta- comic Taskmaster gets his powers, but that's, like, something in particular. They're like, why'd they make her a cyborg? Her powers aren't, her powers aren't from that in the comics. And it's what I said before, is that people are not disliking this for the wrong, right reason. It is different, but I don't think it's any worse. And that, right. to me, is the thing. If they, like, did they change it from the comics? Okay, yeah, like, whatever. But is it actually worse or not? And if it's not worse, what is the problem? Are you literally just mad because it's different? Yeah. That's just There's silly. People getting mad at stuff. And if anything, I again, I know this all I've been saying, like, oh, I don't want to gatekeep. I feel like it's almost like reverse gatekeep. I feel like people do this as a way to gatekeep for them their own selves. Jack? Yeah. There's people who say, I, I know so much about the comics, 
You, you don't even know. This is di- you like this movie? No, you can't even like it because it's actually different from you the comics. You don't even know about it, but I, mean, I know. You don't know about the comics, so you didn't tell because in the movie it's actually just fine. It <laughs> so literally it's is not a problem. Being assholes, it pretty much. Not, it does not actually negatively impact the movie at all. But because I know so much about the comics, I couldn't even stand it. I couldn't stand that they made Taskmaster a girl. Also, it's kind of surprised me because I think we talked about this prior to in the episode we talked about prior to Black Widow. We knew that Taskmaster was a girl. <laughs> I thought everyone knew that pretty much. Oh, I right? didn't know that. Oh, didn't we mention that? That we knew? I thought it was like rumored to talk about? No, I oh. no, I didn't know that at all. I thought it had been theorized like at least not that I saw. Months prior. We didn't talk about how people thought maybe Yolana was even Taskmaster. Maybe no. we did? I don't remember. Back in Weird. episode three, Slave One Fiasco? I don't know. No. When we were in the theaters, as it was starting, I whispered to you that I thought maybe... Or it was a clone. That maybe it was a clone of her. But I always had been going to that it was a girl. I had I had no idea. Oh, really? Okay. Well, then maybe that was just a theory. I, I don't know. I think there was never a dude cast and everything, and people kind of had put the piece together that maybe the the girl who did end up playing her was the was Taskmaster. Kind of, I don't know. The point is, like, I don't know. It's weird that people, like, only after it officially happened, freaking out, because... Usually that's the type of thing they'd freak out well well before during the casting process. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're going to make Taskmaster a girl? Oh no. How could they do this? My childhood is ruined. Is Kang going to be black? Oh no. Oh gosh. Oh Oh, my god. They did it. The thing I didn't want them to do. Again, it's it's just not relevant. I don't know. I don't give it the promise. Taskmaster isn't known for being witty. Like, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, she was silent. Taskmaster, my favorite wise talking villain. No, like, yes, she didn't talk at all, which is a bit of a departure, but I don't get it, man. I agree. I, just, I feel like people are just being assholes. I agree. Like, yeah, they're just being, they're just trying to find somebody mad about just okay, to be mad. because, case in point, in this same movie, you know who was changed massively from their comic counterpart? No. Was Yolanda. Oh. And she is apparently, for whatever reason, one of the universally, like, appreciated parts. Again, maybe if you, I guess, and I guess some, uh, like a, uh, you know, someone on the opposite side of this, their point would be, well, we like Yolanda because Yolanda was done well. We don't like Taskmaster because Test it, it wasn't, wasn't done, done well. well. But I just don't know what else they should have done. I don't know what was bad about it. Yeah. I, I really, they gave, I mean, they even it. gave Taskmaster the shield he, like, the shield he has in the comics. He's got the, sh- she had a shield and a sword. Like, that's what, that's all they do. That's that's all there is to him, man. Just like, yeah. And again, I, I'm trying to say like, oh, I've saw, I've seen people say that he's, he, she, whatever. You get it. Taskmaster in this movie was like underpowered relative to the Taskmaster in the um in the in the comics. And I suppose in a sense, due to the way her powers work now, it does seem like her powers could be disabled if you removed like the chip or whatever or somehow took all that out. Yeah. That because it's not innate to her, that is in a sense a weakness, I suppose. Right. But also, again, I don't know how else to say this, but in the comics, Taskmaster is not a powerful villain. No, not at all. I think the only comic I've personally, like, actually read, and, you know, obviously, there's a lot of comics, you know, and I'm sure this applies to you and a lot of people that yeah, I sort of know of, but the only comic I can think of that I've personally actually read where he is a villain is um, the Moon Knight run from 2006, in which Moon Knight kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> Moon Knight, one of the most, the most ground level, like, basic ass yeah. characters in comics, or in Marvel comics, beat the shit out of him. Like, He's not an Avengers level threat. There's no other yeah, way to put it. He's never had. He never has been. If anything, 
on a limb, Jack, I'm going to think kind of controversial. Taskmaster in this movie might have been more powerful than Taskmaster usually is. Because he could fight like Black Panther, or she yeah. could fight like Black Panther, yeah. or all the like Avengers characters. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, she she had a lot of resources behind her. Like she was, she's very impressive. I think she reminded me a lot of the Winter Soldier in the way that she was like unrelenting and ruthless and just, had a mask. Yeah, just like an unstoppable force. So yeah, I don't know. That was a big one. The other thing apparently people complain about is um, the CGI, which I literally just didn't notice at all whatsoever. Yeah. I couldn't even – I don't even know what – it's not even like a situation where I'm like, oh, yeah, there was that one scene. It didn't bother me, but I could see how that would bother people. I literally don't know to what they'd be referring. Um, I agree. I guess – I mean, there's CGI in the sense that like there's a lot of stuff that you know it's CGI. It's CGI because you just know it has to be. They didn't, they didn't actually jump out of a giant right. flying room yeah, in the sky. Yeah, I don't think they blew a big building out of the sky. And have scar hundred. All right, jump. Yeah, we'll so like you. in that sense, I guess, I guess, like yeah, that did look fake in the sense that I knew I knew it wasn't real. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I don't. It didn't jump out to me as fake. By that logic, you're gonna have to apply that to a lot of these movies. Um, you like know, Avengers Endgame is pretty. Chris heavy Evans on didn't that. actually hold the helicopter. Yeah. Like. Well, no, he did actually do that. Oh, I guess. That wasn't CGI. That was like other trickery. I mean, they got him out there. I don't. It was probably on a uh, arm of some kind. Yeah, probably just know, like a piece to, of helicopter. I don't need to correct you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, sorry. Like like Doctor Strange, they didn't actually fold the city in half or whatever. So like that was he didn't CGI. actually he didn't actually get shot through dimensions when they had yeah, that mind trip. I, I don't. I, that's a weird one to me. But again, I, I just don't know what to. Say. I literally don't even know how to refute that other than it didn't stand out to me if it, if there's particular scenes that did to people i guess i'd have to look into the what they were and then the other one was people said the plot was bad which the plot wasn't exceptional but it was just pretty straight up and down marvel stuff yeah. you know nothing, nothing out of the ordinary that's pretty say. on par for a marvel... any mcu movie like yeah it was just a bit of a we got to get the thing yeah go to the, get the MacGuffin. Dude, but that's all of them, right? Yeah, they're all, they're just superhero movies, guys. I don't they're know. not like we said in the first episode. They're not high cinema. They're just pretty good. They're pretty good. And we again, like they them. still have they still have merit. And it's not but like yeah, the, it's not gonna the, be a Da Vinci Code level. This one was a big intricacy. another again to go back to my constantly used mantra here. This is this one in particular focused on characters. It was about like family and bullshit. <laughs> it wasn't about the plot. It wasn't an elaborate like. I don't know if they want you to think it's about family and bullshit. <laughs> I don't think that kind of takes away from what this they wasn't want. You a, to... This wasn't a an, an intricate, complex plot. inception slash tenet slash known style plot. Was it? Yeah, not at all. This was just a. It was about the family and stuff, and also the the plot. civil war. Also the civil war. Sure. What? Oh, was it about Civil War? At the end, it's about Civil War. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it does tie into Civil War. Now I get what you mean. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, yeah, again, I guess I can't refute that one in the sense that I, I do don't think that the plot was exceptional. I don't know if it was the best Marvel plot. Probably not. But also, it's just pretty... It's just Marvel, guys. Par for the course. I guess what I'm saying is it's weird to me that people are, are pointing it out as particularly bad. Because I think it's just the same. I'd have to agree. I don't know. I don't know why I felt the need to do this whole bit where we just this whole section where we defended black widow for a couple of black widow white knights i guess <laughs> but i don't know it's just weird god god offender just enjoy more stuff i don't know just fucking touch some grass go outside yeah just enjoy it not and like has, i always say just because it's pipa doesn't mean it has to be bad you don't have to be the cool ironic guy right oh i don't like it it's pipa i don't have to like it 
Fucking, if you don't like yeah, that's it, a good that's fine. Maybe it's just those people. But if you do like you. it, that's fine. You don't have to, like, defend it and be like, oh, I'm ironically liking it. I'm doing it to laugh. There hasn't been a Marvel movie in well over a year, and then one comes out and people like it, and they're already here. I mean, like, no, but it's bad. Don't you know that it's bad? Don't you know that it's bad for this, that? Just shut Didn't up. Didn't you know that Taskmaster in the comics wasn't a girl? Who cares? Like, really, who even gives a shit? Not me. That was really the point of this bit. Well, I mean, I we it. cared enough to do the bit. No, I guess we did. And they then, got and us. And in a way, in a way, they've won. Then, haven't they? And knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe. So I'm an architect out of this because we're kind of spinning our wheels here. No, I'm talking about something completely different. I don't know how much you keep up with video games, Zach. Oh, uh, pretty. Good, but there huh? is a new fighting game that everybody's getting really excited oh. about. Um, it is. Uh, Nickelodeon All Star Fighters. Oh, I just I, I heard like, where all the Nickelodeon characters this. fight in a Smash Bros style arena fighter, like a, which is pretty good clown world shit. Oh. To be frank, oh, you're not in, you're not on board. Uh, I'm I don't know how I feel. I think it's funny. One of the the funniest parts about it <laughs> is that I don't know how much you know about fighting games, but there I don't know too much, so I'm kind of kind of blindly in the blind here. But there's this thing. That I've heard thrown around called rollback netcode. Oh boy! And I don't. I'm not. I don't know a lot about it, so I won't explain too much about it. But basically, it's just the quality of the online servers is okay. is uh, as layman as it's going to get. Because sure. again, I don't know that much about it. I know a very like as much as I know that I don't know a lot. And it has this. But you know what doesn't have this feature? Let me name you a couple games that don't Smash? have it. It's Smash, uh, Tekken Seven. And Whoa. I think two other very prominent fighting games don't have this feature. But the Nickelodeon All-Star game, which has such characters as Powdered oh. Toast Man and Lincoln from the Loud House and Danny Phantom definitely does. Danny Phantom He's in it. SpongeBob's in it. Patrick's in obviously, it. Obviously, SpongeBob's got to be in it. Who I else think is, it Nick? is it Aang? Uh, we don't know. They very well could be. There's DLC for it. They've confirmed there's DLC. Wow. <laughs> And there's been a bunch of like I don't know, pretty. But yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna ask if like this means that it's gonna have worse multiplayer than Smash. No, it's gonna have better. But it's gonna have better. Definitively better multiplayer than Smash. Smash. I, I was just gonna say from my own personal spirit that the Smash multiplayer is atrocious. It's I've never actually unplayable. used it. I've never used. I used it once and it didn't work. Yeah, I've never. Really that's used what it. I mean. It's it's practically unplayable. You can't really use it at all. So yeah. I thought. So that's funny. Honestly, dude. More and more getting to the point where. Fuck Nintendo. <gasps> I'll cut that out. Listeners, you'll never hear that. Oh, my homies hate Nintendo. That's not true, because I like Nintendo. I own it. I mean, I play my I Switch why, more than man. anything. Man, I, you gotta, you, you're drinking like, the Kool-Aid. I like their games, man. Why'd they make that They made that new Switch that's nothing, really? Ugh, There's that's nothing to that. So, like, they're making it hard to like them. They don't uh, make it easy. No, they don't. I go, why are you doing Then they make Monster Hunter, and I go, I like Monster Hunter. They didn't make that, though. Shut up! You just let <laughs> let me just, have my no, fun! Come on! This is what I mean. <laughs> People give no. them too much leeway. No, I, I definitely agree. They can just shit out whatever they want, and all. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Mario Golf is the best golf game ever. It's not. We no, it's, it's fine. It's but it's just like they can't. There's they some can't people that just can't do this. no wrong. They can do no wrong, and that's just not. They're well, not I, good, man. I certainly. I think they put out some quality games. They're fine, but again, I guess maybe maybe this isn't even Nintendo's fault as much. Maybe really, what I am angry about is fans who defend White them Knight. Anything. White Knight. These billion dollar corporations. If I can't, I think if if Nintendo was treated a little bit more like a lot of the other video game developers are like say EA and whatever Activision Ubi- Ubisoft get, Ubisoft sure any of them who will regularly get tons and tons of shit 
from get gamers. Torn apart. Sometimes even I think under where I'm like, you guys are going a bit heavy on them. If they got a little bit more of that, maybe I I would be you know lenient. More, but as is, when people are go so easy on them, I'm just like, fuck. Why do they deserve this? Yeah, I mean, even within like games like like Smash Bros, like. They couldn't just make it good money. Oh, like, oh, they also couldn't the just spend the money. Thing. Oh, the Joy-Con thing's real bad. I don't like that at all. That's what that, I was trying to rack my head. I was like, "There's something else I fucking hate Nintendo for." What, what was it? It's that that Joy-Con thing's atrocious. That's that it's, is unbelievable it's, I, shit. I agree. It's inexcusable. Inexcusable. That the fact that that happens. So fuck Nintendo. I'll still play their games though. Make 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 better. Do better. Nintendo. They won't because people buy their games regardless. Well, that's the problem. That's what I mean. That's why I think if the rest of the industry just treated them a little bit more like fairly which is to say like actually held them accountable every once in a while i wouldn't dislike him but as is it feels like i'm the only guy who's like show you crazy standing against the the stream here standing hell facing hell alone that's right i'm the i'm the i'm the last good man left all right it's me it's me the guy who doesn't really like nintendo yeah it's me it's i'm facing down the army it's like the memes where it's the little anime guy fighting the big monster, and it's at all the Nintendo stands, and then it's me at the bottom. Oh, that's just a Dark Souls reference yeah, with the giant. Dark Souls, then. Sure, it's Dark Souls. Yeah, no, that's yeah, it's Ymir from Dark Souls is, 3, man. and you're I the just, Ashen I, One. You're too easy on Jack, is Breath of the Wild a perfect game? Jack, no. Is it perfect? The weapons break. I hate that. That's, that's what makes me not want to buy it. I'll be well, honest. <laughs> in, in its defense, I've just had to do a 180 here, but that isn't You just... <laughs> That is an intentional thing. It doesn't matter if it's, I don't have to like it. I'm just my thing has always been I don't see how it could be perfect from a uh, just a technical perspective because there's tons of glitches in it. Yeah, you could just break the game. Yeah, exactly. And on that note, we'll probably wrap up the episode here after we did a wider range of topics. Yeah, we did it. Uh, if you listened this far, congratulations! You went through a lot of shit. Also, we're gonna say that at the end of the episode here, uh, last episode may sound a little weird five minutes in. Uh, that's a weird mic thing we didn't account for. We didn't know that would happen. That has not happened before. Hopefully it won't happen again. Yeah, we think we figured it out, though, and, and shall prevent it in the future. Yeah, we're going to so. tr- try to fix that file. So yeah. if you listen to this episode and you go, that's weird. I listen to episode four because I listen to the whole series every day, and I've never <laughs> noticed it. Thank you. And that means we fixed it. Yeah. If you don't, ignore this part. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, we're trying is all. We're, we just want to let people know that we did recognize and we are we're doing our best. We're doing our best to uh, do it in due time. Unlike Nintendo and their Joy Cons, fucking Joy Cons. But again, we are amateurs at this. We've never done anything like this before. Yeah, Please fine. forgive us. Yeah, or don't. I don't give a shit. I don't need your fucking validation. No, I'm doing a 180. Oh jeez. I'll probably cut that I'll out. Too hard on them. But anyway, that's gonna be our episode for today. Yeah. As always, this episode was. <laughs> Created, written, produced, executive produced, craft services. Oh what do I always say? By us. the best boy. J and Z. Jack was the grip. The, what was I? The grip. The key grip. I don't know. He does lights. What? Oh, God, I was just doing the... Yeah, I was the best boy. Oh. These are credits that you get on movies? You don't know what a key grip does? I don't know that stuff. Man. Uh, I was on the soundboard. Sure. Yeah. We did lights. I was on backstage doing the fly system. It's a little stage crew reference. This is stage crew. You were on stage crew and you don't know what a grip is? Shut up. Yeah, I was on the stage itself. Get I didn't do lights. Here. I didn't do Get lights. Whatever. This this ending is going off far too long. <laughs> I'm keeping it all in, though. Once, As always, our logo is done by Jeffrey Gonzalez, my go- our good friend. That's 
That's right. And you can fo- follow him on Instagram at uh, inkocean.jpg. I almost completely forgot and gave away his personal Instagram. <laughs> like, just straight up. Uh, follow him if you'd like. Uh, I believe he has a red bubble. I don't know. I believe it's under the same name as well, where he um, sells more of his art. So, yeah. He does uh, a 2D style of animation, like uh, like a Betty Boop kind of old style, if you're into that. Good stuff. Uh, I'm sure you can pay him to do whatever, because he's an artist. He needs money. That's right. Jeff, if you're listening, thanks, buddy. Really appreciate the work you do. So I guess that'll be the end, and we'll yeah. see you next week. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye now. Wait, don't stop the recording. It's me, Editing Jack from the Future. I've come to tell you to email us if you like this episode at akatakjazz, that's akatakjaz, gmail.com, and to tell your friends about our podcast. I forgot to plug it at the end of the episode because we were a little tired and I was a little loopy, so I apologize for that. Look for us on Spotify, uh, Amazon, and Audible, and on Podbean. I'm trying to get Apple Podcasts still working. That's not going very well. But again, thank you so much for listening. Z and I really appreciate it. Have a good day.